1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Early one Sunday morning Breakfast was on
2: the table There was no time to eat She said to me
3: or me to Sunday school. Sports Radio, 92.9thegame.com. 90, 90, it's Sam and Greg, 8 o'clock, straight up on this 15th day of May. We say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a special good morning. You find folks in Gainesville. Gainesville? Gainesville, yeah. You been up there lately? Not lately, but I've been up there
2: quite a bit. I was near there Friday because I was at Flowery Branch, so that's right yes, down the road. You're in Hall County, so. Don't get up there. With the uh, Red Elephants. Okay. We well, have a uh, new head football coach, Josh Niblett, who has come from Hoover, Alabama. Hoover, Alabama. Why okay. are you laughing about Because Hoover, Hoover
3: Alabama? Alabama reminds us, especially those of us in media, that that's the truck we got to make every once, like once a year. Okay. To get over there for, you know.
2: But they SEC, whatever, you the know, Media days. Media days, or, days over there. You know, we finally got them over here to play in the Corky Kale, and they came over here and, and took you everybody's know, lunch money last right year. That's right, they did, didn't they? Uh, so but, you pull but, that <laughs> <laughs> invitation back. <laughs> but but he is uh, the coach at the uh, game. We'll get him on and talk with him. we we'll get him
3: and welcome him. Okay. Two, two quick uh, pieces of unfinished business. I know you had something you wanted to say real well, quick. One
2: thing, because we had asked uh, teams that have spring games coming up this week to let us know. Appreciate Coach Art Adams over at Stevenson. Stevenson plays Shambley. Uh, this Thursday night at 7 o'clock, they're playing that game over at North DeKalb Stadium. So thanks a lot, Coach. 7 o'clock Thursday night, Stevenson and Chamblee spring game.
3: And I want to get this off my chest. Uh, remakes from Eric's World. I forgot to mention Heat. That one, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, Val Kilmer, all kinds of folks in that. Um, but what I can't believe I didn't remember this one. Scarface. Yeah. That's the one. Hey, you Scarface, right there. that one with a girl who I went to high school with who played his sister, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. There you go. And there's only one Cuban in that movie, which the commun- Cuban community loves to point out. The guy who played what was, what was we got a ship coming in?
2: Uh oh. That's what it sounds like.
3: <laughs> All right. Well let's get off this nonsense and talk to our guests. We uh went, listen, we want to talk NBA, you know, there's there's the guy we go to on a weekly basis brings us up when not especially not that the Hawks are not here. He follows the Hawks, but He's also tapped into what's going on with the playoffs, and I want to apologize, Sam, because I, I think he had one of those mornings like we have from time to time where he was woke up unexpectedly. You know, he ain't going to say it, but I think I did. Did you? And we, well, we have, we have him on earlier than he was spec- okay. supposed to be on. All right. So okay. he made an adjustment. He's made an audible. And he's here. And Terrell Thomas is joining us. For All right, these man. These Urban Times. Terrell, thank you for getting up a little earlier and uh, helping us out as always, man.
4: Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, you caught me. You called me fresh, fresh out of shower
3: and coffee mode. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I know I did. And you know, you try to play it off when somebody catches you. Oh yeah. Man, I wake you up. No, no. no I'm good. No, I'm good, man. No, I'm good. And, and, I'm, good. Yeah, I'm yeah. right.
4: That horn came from his phone. He might be on a cruise somewhere. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, hey, listen. This is one of those special days because it's not the finals, but it's still Game Seven. A day filled with Game Seven. Your thoughts on the team still, uh, still standing.
4: Uh, yes, yes, indeed. As, as you just mentioned, this is a special, special Sunday. Uh, something I've been looking forward to since the, you know, since we found out that we we would have two game sevens. And I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. Two great franchises, of course, with Milwaukee and Boston, and then Luca. Man, I I I have to say I'm impressed in what I've seen uh, from the Mavericks and their series so far against Phoenix. So. Uh, we, we know that Miami and Golden State are awaiting, you know, the winners of these two games that are coming up today. So uh, if you're a basketball fan, it doesn't get any better than this on a Sunday.
2: Spend time on the com hotline with Terrell Thomas. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at Eldorado2452, at Eldorado2452. Three of these teams we saw in the postseason last year. Uh, Dallas is one we did not. Um, are you surprised with them? Um I believe things are going with them at this point, they have a chance to make it to the next round, considering they weren't in the playoffs at all last year.
4: Yes, I I, I will say I'm surprised, uh, even though when I when I when I look at it, I, I guess I really shouldn't be. When you have an all star talent franchise player like Luca, and I'm, I, I believe this is what Mark Cuban actually brought Jason Kidd over for. You know, that there there was some rumors that Jason Kidd and Rick Carlisle weren't really, I mean, so, excuse me, that Luca and Rick Carlisle weren't really seeing eye to eye in the past and they couldn't get past, you know, certain rounds and whatnot. So I, I am surprised to see Dallas here, but uh, this is what this is what they paid Jason Kidd for. So we'll see if they're actually able to get over there at home this afternoon.
3: You know, we talk about Phoenix and what they did throughout the season. We've seen what we've seen with the uh, defending champs in Milwaukee. But we had a conversation toward the end of the regular season and in the playoffs, the playing games, especially with uh, Trey Young. And we watched him put a team on his back to a victory in a way we hadn't seen before on a stage we hadn't seen before, and that was the playoffs. And we all marveled at it, right? And we hoped, you know, listen, if this guy had the other pieces around him with now seeing what he can do, he elevated his stardom. I think that is what you're seeing right now. You talked about Luka. I think what we've we see in, seen in Phoenix throughout the year, that's fine. But there's something special about the way Luka is playing right now. Conversely, the same thing, I think, with uh, Tatum in Boston. Those two stars are taking themselves to the superstar level, and to get there, they got to put their teams on their back in a way they haven't before on this particular stage, meaning the playoffs. Do you agree with that?
4: Yes, I do agree with that. I'm so happy that you brought up Jason Tatum, a young rising star, of course, in this league.
3: and We saw what they
4: did uh, as far as the Boston Celtics and how they were able to to sweep uh, sweep the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but I didn't think—I uh, honestly didn't think the Celtics were, were were ready to to eclipse the 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 Milwaukee Bucks. So I'm surprised that they have even gotten to this point. And, and in my opinion, Jason Tatum has been the dominant player, as you just mentioned, overall throughout this entire series. So that young man is definitely putting the NBA on notice that is his his time is now. He believes. And if they do find a way to get past the defending champs, whoo, look out. It could be very scary in the Eastern Conference if the Boston Celtics decide to get past the Miami Heat. Trill, very well, impressed with Jason Taylor. Trill, impressed.
2: You talk, you talk about him, but what got that team going? Because around midseason, a lot of people were throwing their hands up like, all right, these guys are not going to be a factor. You know, a lot of people are giving up on Boston in midseason. They looked like they were kind of dead in the water. What was it that got them kicked going and got them kick-started to, to what we're seeing right
4: now? In my opinion, as a defensive player of the year, Mark is smart. Uh, he yep. he really, uh, received a lot of criticism throughout the year because he's been one all season long to pretty much call his guys out, whether he called out his teammates, whether he was calling out the coaching staff, no matter who. Uh, he, he felt that wasn't playing their part at a particular point in the season. He was calling those guys out. But that's what you need, in my opinion, from a championship team. Although Marcus Smart has yet to win a championship, he does have that championship DNA. And we've seen that, as I mentioned, with him being named the Defensive Player of the Year. So I have to say Marcus Smart, because he's been holding those gentlemen accountable all season long to get them to this point.
3: And he's that dog on that team that you need if you're going to get a championship. He is the Eastern Conference Draymond Green. That's That's the way he's been playing. Well
4: put. He's the (laughs) Eastern Conference
3: (laughs) <laughs> Draymond Green. Uh, again, Terrell Thomas joining Sam and Greg Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 the We have uh, I mentioned Draymond and, of course, Golden State, and they're going to be who they are. But I don't think any of these teams, Milwaukee or Boston, is scared of Miami who's sitting there right now waiting for their finals. And if you put some kind of anchor on Jimmy Butler, what else are you scared of on that Heat team?
4: It would just have to be Coach Spo and Eric Spoelstra. You know, I, I'm not one. I was one that I honestly thought the Philadelphia 76ers were going to find a way to get past the Miami Heat. And when the Heat did advance in that series it made me just, you know, almost laugh at myself, like, Come on, you know better. You you've seen this in Pat Riley, you've seen this in Coach Spo and I believe they have eight undrafted players on their roster, but it's it's just a culture in which they have. So yes, although you mentioned, you don't really fear anyone outside of Jimmy Butler. Bam out of Bayou is capable of doing things. We've seen Victor Oladipo, surprisingly, uh, have a few effective offensive games, but just that overall Miami Heat culture is scary. (laughs) You know, it's scary. Mm -hmm. And when they get to this point, uh, no pun intended, the Heat is truly on. So yes, they don't have a, a, a team full of superstars when you get past Jimmy Butler, but it's just something about the way those guys are coached and something about the way those guys drive themselves where I, I just can't count those guys out. Can't count the heat out.
3: Uh, before Sam jumps in here, you mentioned the 76ers. If the scenario plays out that has been mentioned, if you're Doc Rivers, do you want to go to L.A.? I mean, he it, it, chances are he's probably going to end up leaving Philadelphia. He shouldn't. But if he does, the speculation is he lands in L.A. LeBron's the only – Doc is the only coach out there right now that LeBron would listen to. But that's such a quagmire, that organization. Would you want to go out there and you see him there with the Lakers? I
4: honestly do. I mean, of course, uh, Doc Rivers is familiar with the L.A. area having once coached the Clippers.
3: And regardless of
4: all the turmoil and mystique and and, and mystery that lies in Laker Nation right now, it's still Laker Nation. It's still, you know, one of the most, <laughs> uh, you know, coveted jobs in all of sports. And it's still LeBron James. You know, you still have an opportunity to coach one of, if not the best player to ever touch a basketball. So, I, I you know, I just see with, with with those things in mind that I could, e- yes, I could easily see Doc there. And it, it would make a lot of sense, honestly, in my opinion.
2: Spending time on the way for it.com outline with Darrell Thomas. Always great to talk NBA with him. And once again, he's social. You can find him at eldorado two four five two. What do you? I mean, what are you hearing about our Hawks? I know, I know the season is over. Things have been busy over the uh, the workout and practice facility. They've had a number of players in uh, to, for pre-draft workouts, so they've been very busy. Uh, we've heard uh, the, the owner Tony Russell saying he's not pleased with what he saw. He you know, and he seems like he's ready to make some changes with this team. Thoughts about what you are seen from here, What he has to say? Anybody that's come in to work out, you heard, look, looked impressive to the team um so far
4: well uh, uh speaking on tony as you mentioned i do i'm, I'm highly impressed with what he said man. and speaking on how change will come and it must come immediately and that he wants to see change happen in the off season. uh the fact that he's already thrown out there you know that that's funny word some of us are scared of in the, in the in the sports realm as far as luxury tax is concerned and he's not afraid you know to to, to eclipse that, that luxury tax and pay that fine, meaning for those out there who don't understand, in order for us to get another superstar or potentially another elite player, uh, they're going to have to spend some money, money that they may not have available in the salary cap, but he's willing to go over that salary cap if possible just to make sure that the Hawks
3: – He's still getting you know, dressed. He got up the to, shower, make he's sure,
4: still to make sure that the Hawks and Wits uh, find a way to you know, improve their roster I'm also hearing that Greg may possibly get his wish. He was speaking about Atlanta, hope uh, Atlanta building and becoming a, a trade destination or a destination for free agents. Yep, it does seem like a, a few guys are looking to come and play in Atlanta and play with Trey Young. We've heard rumors about Donovan Mitchell possibly being interested. That's the one, one for me, man. We've heard yeah. you know rumors about uh, Bradley Bill possibly being interested. So. Just the fact I think that the Hawks' name has been thrown out there is great. To what Greg was saying a few weeks ago, he wants Atlanta to at least be, you know, mentioned out here. And it does seem like we're we're getting to that point. So I'm I'm really looking forward to see once you know the finals are over and the off season picks up, just who we add and just what our roster will look like as we get closer to preseason in September and October.
3: Hey, uh, Terrell, before we let you go, you heard about the new names for the postseason awards. You cool with those? You- He came out the uh, MVP for the West and the East, um, named after Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. And then the conference championship awards, trophies, if you will, are named after the East is Bob Cousy, the West, Oscar Robertson.
4: Yeah, I love it. I love it. I I absolutely love it. I think Adam Silver and the NBA brands have done a phenomenal job in the way in which they've been celebrating and honoring NBA greats and Hall of Famers throughout the entire you know, NBA uh, 75 anniversary celebration. And for them to unveil that, of course, so close to the the Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals, NBA Finals, and to be honoring such, you know, key legends in basketball, especially Larry Bird and and Magic Johnson. I mean, all, all those epic battles in which we've seen those gentlemen face and the battles in which they in their individual conferences. Yeah, I, I I love it. I think it's amazing. And I think it's a great way for those uh, you know, younger than, than us who really don't know about some of those stars from back in the seventies and eighties. It's a way for them to find hear those names, do a little research and find out just how great those guys were. So and, I love it. And
3: find out love it. Yeah, and find out why Michael's name isn't on there. Because that's been the argument. <laughs> Michael should have been on I said, listen, there is no Michael if it wasn't for Magic and Larry. Yeah. Those guys huh? came in and saved this league. So all of that, all that conversation starts with them two dudes, actually, and it started with that championship game, Michigan State and Indiana State. Right, Indiana State. So you know it all started there. Listen, Terrell, it sounds like you know. We, first, I caught you coming out of the shower. Now you're trying to get dressed for church and everything. We're gonna let you go. <laughs> We're gonna let you go, man. And thank you. We will be talking to you soon, as always, Terrell Thomas. Uh, these Urban Times, and uh, we appreciate the, um, like I said, you getting up and joining us every week.
4: Oh, uh, always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you very much for having me. Always great to kick off my morning My morning with you guys. Have a great week, and I'm looking forward to talking with you again soon.
3: Oh, I appreciate All it, right, Terrell. take care, Terrell. We're going to turn things over to Nick Kale, top of the hour. Yeah, we're only here until 9 o'clock. We thought we were here till 10, but you got us until 9. Hopefully, hopefully, we will talk to our friend Joe Patrick. Yes. Co-worker Joe Patrick yes, who wears we multiple hats.
2: And just added another one.
3: Yeah, he did. <laughs> so we're gonna uh hopefully get to Joe coming yeah. up before the end of the hour. But up next, Mr. Crenshaw spent some time up in Flowery Branch. We're gonna talk about what he saw with the Falcons, the rookie mini camp, and just Falcons expe- expectations. Yes, yeah. and we'll get to hear from some of them. Yeah, we can. All right. That's all coming up. Take us out, man. All right. Tongue tied. That's coming up. Falcons rookie minicamp.
2: Day three is coming up today. We've been up there. We're going to hear from some of those guys. The new Falcon, the new blood for the team, that more of Sam Greg continues on this Sunday morning here at Sports Radio 9290 Game at 990 gamecom You can hear us everywhere on Odyssey.
3: Sports radio The 90 game 9290 game.com it is Sam and Craig on this 15th day of May in our usual spot How Sunday mornings that? right here yep on 9290 game just not the amount of hours that we normally are here but uh, and we got time to do this again real quick before we' get out of here if you weren't listening earlier today I was reading on some of the birthdays and I've made Sam and well me and everybody else feel pretty old uh, as we sit here on this 15th day of May the uh, 55th birthday. John Smoltz.
2: Whoa. Happy birthday to Smoltz.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And he was calling the Braves game yesterday. Yeah. Wonder what that's going to be like in a postseason with no Joe Buck.
2: It's going to be different.
3: Yeah. Joe's over in Monday Night Football now. Um, Smoltz is 55. 66 years old today. Dan Patrick. Ooh. 70... Wait a minute. No, excuse me. 69 years old today. George Brett. Ken Ventura, Jerry Corey, a couple other folks celebrating a birthday. Fifty three. Happy fifty third birthday to Emmett Smith. Okay. Uh, Andy Andy Murray's birthday today, Mister. How many How many majors does he have?
2: One. Two or uh, one? No, which
3: he got Wimbledon, right? I thought he got. I thought he's got two Wimbledons.
2: I know one Wimbledon. And did he win, win the Olympics?
3: When it was Oh, okay. Yeah. And 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 this next one, which is going to be also my movie. Suggestion for today or till we're on it. At so some point this week, watch this movie if you can. Bronx Tale. Really? Robert De Niro. Okay. And others, but it's a story about life in like 1969 ish. First, it starts in the mid 60s, but 69 ish in, in the Bronx, but the relationship between white folks and black folks on each side of the train tracks. Okay. And De Niro's son falls for a young black girl. And you can imagine what ensues then. He got his group of dudes he hangs out with. She's on the other side of the tracks. It's 1969. And then, like I said, stuff starts happening. But Chaz Palminteri is the director of this, and today's Chaz's birthday. That's how I went around with that one. Cool. Brought it back full circle. All right. And also that it's Ray Lewis's birthday, right? And we got to talking about Ray. <laughs> <laughs> an appearance he made on um, Steve Harvey's show. Right. And Steve Harvey asked him a question about something. He says, I hear your kids are always bothering you about doing impressions around the house. And he says, what would you hear about that? He says, yeah, yeah, man, I heard that you you do impressions. And he says, well, I, I, I do one. And you, well, we'll just play it for you. The one impression that uh, Ray Lewis does is Bernie Mac you trying to tell you, I'm trying to understand what I'm trying to tell
2: you, Steve. No, 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 bad that kid walking around here at two or three o'clock in the morning. You know, no, listen to me for a minute, Steve. You know, put your hands on me then, you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think Eric was gonna get that out earlier, but he did. Anyway, Sam and Greg Sports Radio, 929 the game. 929game.com. How was your time out at Flowery Branch the other day, Mr. Crenshaw? Short. Sure. That didn't. That doesn't say how it was. It was time-wise. Well, you, it was you short. I've
2: gone out there and spent a lot of time, but but, but short. I mean, it, it's uh, it, it's it's rookie mini camp, and you're gradually getting things uh, back to having you know media in and uh, covering the players, and just having players that to do mini camp in person. All of this stuff was done virtually the last right. two years. These guys didn't come in here, so I mean that's that's the whole thing. The 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 idea is that you're actually getting to see guys come in and go through the process the way they normally would pre pandemic. Um and that's for everybody. So it's neat it, it was like I said, I went up there a couple of weeks ago when uh, the, the first draft pick came in, uh, Drake London, and noticed they had a big Emory Health Center that's right next to the outdoor practice facility, the indoor practice facility. I mean it's it's got they like they got their own hospital.
3: I was gonna say, wouldn't you think that would be something that they would have anyway in or well, at least you, close you would by? think
2: you would think it would, that's just it, though. But now they're seeing it, and other people are doing it. Just like the Hawks are inside a, a Emory facility. Right, it's inside there. If anybody gets injured or whatnot, boop, the guy comes downstairs and checks them out. You know. And so, yes, NFL teams have needed that for the longest of time, uh, but they have they have it now. They put that together. Plus they plus they're pulling uh, uh, in the process of building a Atlanta Falcons studios. Doing or all to, the production in house, Yep. So I mean, all the stuff is there. So I'm getting, there and I'm like, okay, how do I get in this place? Because you go in the way you used to go in, and, and and so you go around to the back, and you go in the area where the area where they usually house the players during training camp, and it's the area where the media goes and assembles now, and so that's just different. So they give, they give us thirty minutes. Thirty minutes to watch them on the field for thirty minutes. They practice for longer than thirty minutes, right? But for thirty minutes, we get to watch. them. And so that's what we get to, to watch and get our idea of them. And then they bring uh, four over yesterday, brought four over the day before, and you get together around the table and you get a chance to uh, to ask a few questions and get to know some of them, just what the process has been like. What's it like? Because you think about these guys, they haven't been on the field and played since their last college game, if some of them played the Senior Bowl or something like that. And so it, that, that's the whole thing. It's been a while they've had to wait through combines, through workouts, through pro days, through the draft. And now they're finally back on a football field. Right. You know, so that's that's the whole thing. Them, And then it's a different environment. You know, they're coming through the gate, they're seeing the team logo, they're going into the locker room. They're out in the field with this freshly cut grass. It looks, feels, sounds, and smells like football. Right. And they haven't had that in a few minutes. So it was neat, neat to see them I'm putting your helmet on, yeah, make it you feel like you're first. a pro. You're, you're right. You know, and it hits home that, that it's real. So, I mean, it was neat getting the reaction from, from uh, some of the players uh, about that. Um, of course, we wanted to know if the Falcons were going to draft a quarterback. They did. They got Desmond Ritter. It's a guy that we've seen here in town before. Yep. Uh, played in the Peach Bowl against Georgia a couple of years ago. Uh, we saw him lead his team into the um, the college football playoff last year. And he's coming in here with some intentions. I mean, he's not coming here to just soft pedal his way and be a backup. He's, he, he's coming up here and seriously wants to compete for starting job. Here's his thoughts. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, Coming out here, you know, Marcus is a guy that's played a lot of games in the NFL. um, Had, obviously, a tremendous college career. So, you know, you have to give respect where respect is due. Um, and, And that's one guy that, you know, that I have to. Um, so just being able to come out here and learn. Um, but just know at the end of the day, and he knows too, that I mean, it's obviously a competition or else we wouldn't be here. Um, and so, you know, at the end of the day, too, it's, it's not up to us who makes that decision. Um, it's up to the coaches. So if we go out here and we both put our best foot forwards and we leave it out of our hands and we leave it out of our hands. But at the end of the day, uh, we're working not only to better ourselves, but to better each other um, in everything that we do. Now, if you're a Falcons fan, how do you feel about hearing this guy? come to town and say that because everybody's wondering about a quarterback and if he's coming to be a backup or a future backup, if he is the guy. Is he saying all the right stuff?
3: Yeah, it does. And I was going to ask you, for the last year or so, (coughs) excuse me, he's been around success. Right. You don't get that from a lot of players. They could be good in college, but the area in which they come from, eh, they they don't have a lot of – championship or successful conversations amongst their teams. This guy has been in Cincinnati from the pro level to what he's done with his team. There's been a lot of successful conversations about how they got there. It's an intangible. It's something you really can't quantify. It's like measuring somebody's heart. But do you think that plays into his mentality as he comes here a, he's a rookie. He knows where he is on, on the pecking order. But yet, as you said, saying the right things, coming in with a mentality of knowing what it's like. Listen, I had a lot of time I spent with Joe Burrow and them, bo- them dudes with the Bengals. And they told me, and I watched them do what they needed to do. We had a successful year. We played with the big boys, and nobody expected us to get there. They They produced a program that nobody thought would ascend to where they did. So I'm saying that's just one of those little things that not a lot of top quarterbacks have when they're coming into the, to the pros. He's still going to have a rude awakening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yep. still going to happen. Yep. But it's the, it's the way he comes through the front door, Yeah, I think, is something that's special.
2: And he's going to lead. But, you know, like you said, it's just like any other quarterback. How's he going to do? Is he going to have a line in front of him so he All won't right. be running for his life? You know, and I'm sure Joe Burrow could tell him about something like that because even though he got to the Super Bowl, Burrow got bounced like a basketball last year. You know, so I mean, that, that's the other thing. Get ready right. for, for that, as, that as well. So, and, you know, that's one of the things that we want to see. But a lot, of, a lot of people got to see Drake London and see how tall the guy is, you know, and that, that's the thing. You got pits on one side, you're going to put him on the other side. You know, people talked about the Twin Towers. You're going to have these big, two, two, uh, <laughs> two, two big, big forgiving targets uh, for your quarterback, be it Mariota or be it Ritter. And, uh, you know, London has these thoughts about getting, uh, coming into camp. And let me see if we got a chance to, uh, to talk with him. Um, we talked with him Friday. You can get some thoughts about him being here.
4: Super Bowl, that's the last thing you can get to, you know? Um, Super Bowl, Yellow Jackets. I mean, you can name all the crazy things you want to name, but at the end of the day, this is what we're trying to build, and that's the end goal, I think, for any team in the NFL, and we want to do it. So that's, that's the end goal.
2: And believe me, he's from, uh, from the LA area, right. and uh, the schedule came out this weekend. That second game really jumped off the page for him, obviously, going to LA to play the Rams. Mm-hmm. And, and he's never been in that stadium, you know. Of course, he played Whew. the Coliseum, yeah. so so he's never been, he never even been over to watch a Rams game, never anything. So look, like the first time he, he said. he said he's
3: never even been there to watch a Rams game. Yeah, or no, been, no, no, no. Never he went
2: is. to Inglewood. No, he's not been in that stadium. A
3: fat burger at uh, so, that so, place, man.
2: So, um, you know, that, that that's gonna make it a big, you know, treat for him. He's gonna have to get a few tickets for a few folks. Go. So, good luck you know, with that. A, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> uh, but uh, but he, he's looking forward to his first time in that stadium. Um, you know, wearing a Falcons uniform, going out to play against the defending Super Bowl champs.
3: So what's the, what are the expectations in this camp? You just want to get everybody healthy, keep them healthy, I should say. Oh, absolutely. But what are you looking for? You want to see
2: how quickly you, they catch on.
3: Of, of the top five, yeah. yeah. The, the top five picks, three and we're on the defensive side. You had the two on the offensive side. What do we look for? In other words, if you're schooling a reporter that's going out there and you've done this for years, what you, what are you telling me to look for? While I go out there and cover these guys,
2: well, you watching also you watching guys who are who, you know if they're doing well, you, you obviously see anybody going in the wrong direction or something like that. You, you you watch those things stand out, but also guys who maybe when they get a chance asking a coach a question, guys who are asking you mm-hmm. a question, and some guys who want to make sure they're in the right place. Um, but you know if you're not getting if you need the help, let mm-hmm. somebody know it. Uh, you watch that thing, and then the camaraderie, how well they're they're mixing with uh, their teammates. Or, or on their division, if they've got linebackers, if you've got cornerbacks, uh, how well they really cheer for each other and push each other because that's what the coaches watch to see. You know, this guy's going to be your teammate. If this guy's a little behind on something, are you going to help him out Are you going to give him a push so that overall you, you, you look good? Those things, I think, are some of the things that, that, that you watch for because nobody's putting on pads and hitting anybody. Right. You know, you're not going to see that till later on.
3: Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. We had to call kind of an audible today. We are only on for about another 25 minutes. Going to turn things over to Nick Cale, but we're all getting ready for Atlanta United and um, New England today. And, you you know, pregame is at one thirty. kick it, too. You can hear that game right here. Match, excuse me, right here on Sports Radio, 929 the Game 92.9thegame.com. I wanted to ask you, um, the other thing was, is it a foregone conclusion? We all raise our hands in the air and we'll agree. The leader of this team right now is Grady Jarrett.
2: Um, because when you talk it, about it, camps, if, if not the, if not the, he's, he's one of them.
3: Well, who else? I, the, the immediate commanding of respect, the offensive side. I, I, you know, we, we knew what that used to be. Matthews. Okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, very much, very much. He's he's like he's like the gray beard now. Yeah, I it, know, seem it like doesn't seem been like, like it, it Right. Been a minute and a half since he's but been but there. yeah, but but he's 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 gonna be that guy for the on the offensive side. Um, and look for A.J. Terrell to really speak up a little bit. I mean, he's only been there a couple of years, but he's shown you what he can do in the secondary. We see what his role is going to be for the future for this team. I, I expect him to be one of the guys who you may hear his voice a little bit too. So you, you got some you got some leaders coming in. Some guys are kind of thrust into it, you know, right. but then some naturally fall into it. And I think a guy like Matthews, you're going to listen to him, especially you know his, his lineage in the game and, and, and his knowledge and whatnot.
3: All right, we are going to uh, turn. Was it, what's those guys say? Turn the corner and head for home. Round, in third,
1: round,
2: <laughs> round third. and third. Round
3: and third head at home. I should yeah. know that I play baseball. Uh, it's Sam and Greg. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. 9, Take us with you on the Odyssey app. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sports so Radio 1990 Game and gamecom Sam and Greg with you. Going up to 9 o'clock, Make Nick Kell's going to take over there, and of course, I'm on this busy sports day, high. to get started early for us uh, on this Sunday, as this Sunday uh, the Braves are going to be action, going to be in action early. Eleven thirty-five is the start time. Uh, Braves and Padres playing third and final game of that series, and I don't know we're going to serve like uh, chicken and waffles with the, with the, with the baseball. Have a little scrambled egg or something. <laughs> you go to the game today? I don't know, but they're starting at 11:35. And of course, this game. Uh, I don't know, Eric. You, you you like you like baseball and breakfast?
4: Maybe they have some uh, ham and cheese omelets up there in one of those suites. That and might be nice. Hash browns. Yeah. You think so? Oh yeah, I guarantee you they will. Yeah, well, you I mean, that. you got you got a game starting before noon. That's Sunday brunch. Yes, they're gonna have some shrimp and grits.
2: Yeah,
4: <laughs>
2: Definitely in one of those suites. They go, "Am I got a ticket out there? Out there, you want to hit, hit, help the guys
4: out here? 92 Ninety-two, ninety
2: game. I know it. I know it. You know, especially they're serving some brunch out there during oh, the game. Oh yeah, it's going to be great. It'll all do better too if the Braves can get this win uh, in this third and final game of this series before they uh, before they take off and head for Milwaukee this week. Uh, so we see what they're going to do today. Um, so they got the win yesterday in dramatic fashion. My goodness! What a dramatic win the Braves got yesterday. And let's see if they can do it again today and come off and get the win um, today to wrap up the series. That'll be able to take two out of three from San Diego, and that'd be big for the team.
4: I also, think we should uh, hear that home run one more time. Oh, let's,
2: all right, let's let's see what it sounded like.
3: Swing, drive, deep left center field, track, wall, tie game, and did Marcel Ozuna stop and admire that blast his last homer came in san diego he hit that one a country mile to left left center field and the braves come off the deck with three in the eighth to tie it up
2: and that's what they did you know that's what they did to get the, the, the started things back and get the, a big comeback um because they had a two nothing lead for the longest time and then fell behind i said man it's not good, not a good looking Greg you were watching the game followed it yesterday as well
3: it was exciting and I apologize that's exactly. on me I was I was detained I thought I had more time to get back here yeah there's so been all a whole right. clock thing this morning with it's me okay with yeah, both of us yeah it's fine okay. we're here. We're, we're doing I want to apologize to you for right. bring us back there just, yeah no it was it was exciting in a way what did we talk about all last year this team seventh inning on Seem to have that little magic, that sprinkle that got that's, them.
2: That's when you know when this team is going well. When, you know, you, you're never you're never out of a game with this team. And that's what they started doing in the latter part of the season last year. We were waiting for it to be consistent. Right. Every time they would do it for a game, is that the one? Is that the game that's going to get it going? Is that the game that gets it going? And it wasn't until late in the year. But, yeah, when this team is doing going well, you're doing that and your bullpen shuts things down late in the game like what we saw yesterday. So, Let's see if it, you know, if it continues.
3: If you are just joining us and didn't hear earlier, um, I came up with this analogy saying that you really can't look at what we saw last year out of this team for various reasons and apply it to what we hope to see this year, because last year don't count. Last year we had divine intervention through, <laughs> throughout the year. I fully believe that, and people who know the numbers at the end of the season will tell you there are too many. 44s connected to streaks, the number of wins this team had. Mr. Aaron was like, I I came up. Because it just seems like the movie Ghost, where Patrick Swayze he he dies, but then he doesn't go to heaven yet. He's got some unfinished business. Uh. And I believe that was the case last year. God said to Mr. Aaron, said, Listen, Hank, you're going to be welcome up here. We got a suite waiting for you. We got our own four seasons waiting for you. But you got some unfinished business in your in, in in your city. And from the all-star game being taken out of your hometown, well, not your hometown, but place you worked at most recognizable with, and and then this team losing its best player, they need your magic. And Hank was up there like Geppetto. It was he was moving the strings. And all the things that happened and fell into place that nobody would you have put money on this team winning without Ronald last year? No, no. You know what I mean? And
2: especially where the team was at the time. Now, they were already exactly. in first place. So in the high, I'd say, okay, well, let's see if they can maintain it. But no, it didn't, it didn't.
3: How about beating the Dodgers? You know what I mean? Everything sort of yeah. fell into place last year in a way that was just, made you scratch your head and turn your head like Scooby-Doo and make a noise. I believe there was divine intervention there. Yeah, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 the game, ninety thegamecom the um, So you had also Mac- also Atlanta
2: Dream oh, later right. on today. Atlanta Dream is at three yeah, o'clock yeah. today. They're on the road. Uh, they're two and one so far this season, and they're playing up in Indiana. Uh, three o'clock start.
3: Okay. Yeah. And and we apologize because we were hoping to get uh, Joe Patrick on, but. Like I said, things changed a little bit here, and so we're going to get Joe back on. Okay. he wears too many hats for us to avoid him.
2: Yeah, I know it. I know it. He's going to talk about Atlanta United, and uh, they had quite a week. They got the win last week, um, the four-one victory, and but then they they played in the um, in the Open Cup up in Nashville. They had a 2 0 lead, and they ended up losing three-two, you know, in overtime, and that was that, that's a harsh way to to fall back and and, uh, and and lose and be eliminated from that competition. But now they're back in MLS competition today, uh, taking on New England, uh, New England Revolution, and let's see what they can do. Joseph Martinez was on the pitch uh, this week practicing, not with the rest of the team. But a lot of people want to know when he's going to get back because his team keeps losing people. Last week it was Miles Robinson, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, an Achilles injury. An Achilles injury, non-contact play just like Brad Gazan, and they're both gone for the season. And these are two of your crucial guys, and not only Miles Robinson lost for Atlanta United, but also for the U.S. national team. Um, and that, that's an, that's an extensive and a long recovery um, for athletes. So um, you got guys that step in. Right. You have guys who're going to do some do some things and uh, and, and keep things moving. So Cisneros had a, had a big big performance, ended up being MLS Player of the Week, getting three goals in the first half, a first half hat trick. I uh, don't know if you're gonna have to do that again today. We take it. Uh but <laughs> yeah. I I don't know how Mike Conti would do it. Mike cut had a first half hat trick at home. He might fall out of the booth up there screaming.
3: Now you know I don't follow soccer as closely as others, and we know what they do in hockey. But how many hats end up on on the pitch when there's a there's a hat trick in soccer?
2: I have no idea. Okay. I, I
3: I, With Lanny and I not yet. You haven't seen. Not I, no, I haven't down?
2: seen one in person over there. Oh, they really? I haven't had that many.
3: Okay. I'm just, Well, since they've been here, I just wanted to, you, you know, when you know, a hat that, trick happens. Yeah, I know. The
2: last one happened was in, in, in um, 2018. Yeah. My thing is this, and this us, has us, been brought up by other people. Joseph Martinez. It's not like hockey where you may have two. It may happen two or three times during the course of a season with a hockey team.
3: And that's that's what gets me to this question. Right. And it hasn't been asked. And other people have talked about this. <laughs> I want to ask you. Okay, so that happens. At a soccer game. But let's just say we had a hockey team here, which will never happen again because we lost three in this city. Don't say that. Okay, Well, it, listen, I, I know, I'd, I'd I know, be happy I know, to have I, one I here. Know, I
2: know some people who – Trying to is, get one here again? Who still say that that Gary Bettman is is watching this town.
3: Well, listen, with the airport we got, it would be the pr- perfect spot for it. You talked about Tampa Bay and them having one down there. Yes. Well, that
2: well, is that Nashville has one, and it's a big hit. It's a runaway it hit.
3: Well, they ain't got nothing else. Okay, a football team. Eh, but
2: yeah. – But I'm just saying it's not just great, it's a runaway hit up in Nashville.
3: It helps when Carrie Underwood's dating one of the players. Well, I don't know, people ain't going to see
2: her. No, they're going to, yeah, they are, as a matter of fact. They're going because, nah, the the, the team has been a success and it's been a pretty have a a, a winning team. And that's the other thing. Uh, It's gotten people excited about it and they come in and you say, why couldn't that happen here? You know, we had a team for 10 years, made the playoffs once. Right. You know what I mean? So You're talking the, about the first team or the second well, team? Well, the second team. The other team okay. was the, the, the Flames, Flames. The Flames weren't bad. The Flames were pretty good. Mm-hmm. And it was a shame to see them leave. At the time they left, they were about the only winning thing in town. Okay. You know, the time yeah, they the left. Yeah, the Knights,
3: they, weren't, they didn't leave so much as they were pulled out. Yeah. Because they were a minor league team. But they didn't want to turn cup. Yeah. They got it done. But I wanted to ask you, with technology in all sports the way it is, things get overturned. So what happens on those times when a hat trick happens Everybody throws their hat on. Yeah. Next thing you know, they, excuse me, that wasn't a goal. Take it away, and the dude gets his goal taken away. The hat's back them right hats right don't here. come back. No. They get swept up. And I, I, God can't, forbid, I, can't, I
2: can't recall that happening, though. But 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 there is a possibility that it could. There's a possibility oh. that, that it could happen if somebody scores a goal, and at the time the horn goes off and siren or whatever they do with that building, and the hats come flying from everywhere. Yeah, man. And,
3: and then they, they they overturn it, and you can get them hats, and if it was a – I'm not that person, I don't know of a person, and includes you, that would bring a spare hat just no. in case there's a, there's a you know, a hat know. But it's just trick.
2: like that person that brings a baseball glove to a baseball
3: game. No, because that kids do that. But I do know people who actually bring baseballs, and it's the people who sit in the bleachers in Wrigley Field. Yeah. Because they don't throw back. If there's a home run out there, they never throw back. The ball that they caught, they throw back the one they got in, like, the <laughs> sandlot next door. And they throw that all nasty one back. That's what they've been, they've been doing that for years there. But it was just something I was curious about. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. 92.9 The Game.com. let you know what's going on here. Top of the hour. Going to turn things over to Nick Kale. He is going to be with you until 11. And then Carl Dukes. Yep. Randy McMichael. Out at Atlanta United. match. match are going to be on from 11 until 1. And then, of course, you have the match. Pre-game starts at one thirty, kick at two o'clock. So we got you covered. As see if we get the the to win. United, see if we get to win. Yeah, see if we get a man. win. Now you and I will be doing various things today, but at some point we're going to settle down and probably check out some basketball. And I haven't asked you about these game sevens. And who do you think is going to win? Who do you who do you feel like is going to prevail? We'll start off with Milwaukee at Boston, three thirty tip.
2: That's the toughest one, man. That's the toughest one, and 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 I um, it, it's hard to go against. A defending champion, um, but the way Boston has been playing, I just think they're going to dig down deep, and Boston's going to find a way to win this game today. That, that, that's what what I believe. Okay, um, go ahead.
3: Oh, and Dallas and Phoenix later
2: on. Dallas and Phoenix, as well as Dallas has been playing. Phoenix is going to win at home. I don't think so. I think Phoenix I, for whatever, whatever
3: reason, I just this once yeah. again, Chris Paul needed to be Chris Paul. And they, they just come up short. Yeah. Well, and he, well, so we'll, he's we'll got, see. He's
2: got a, he's got another chance to beat Chris Paul today. And I, I think he'll beat Chris Paul today. And uh, and they get the win in that game.
3: Okay. Yeah. I got to dump all this insignificant
2: information. What all is that? What the all, stuff that happens What all today. do you have? What do you have?
3: 1941. Yep. Joe DiMaggio. See,
2: 1941. Started, I thought you were talking about the movie with John Belushi. But go no.
3: Ahead. That was a Spielberg movie too. Yeah, it was. He began his 56-game hitting streak. On ah, this day. On, on this day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is just so so bizarre, and I had completely forgot about it, but every once in a while on reruns on TBS, it'll turn up. Do you know who showed up on Gilligan's Island on this day? Now, that's uh-oh, absurd uh-oh, enough.
2: Uh-oh, oh, here comes the I area. got to
3: guess. He Go knows ahead. who it is. Go ahead.
4: The Harlem Gold Trials.
3: Exactly. <laughs> The Harlem that was Glo- a great episode. The Harlem Globetrotters. How did they get there? Thank you. They, they, they showed up some way, <laughs> somehow. I don't know how. It was obviously something with a boat. But they had all kinds of people show up on the island, but nobody took them off the island. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. They came and
4: left. The, the, the crew still was there. <laughs> Check That's this amazing. out. That's amazing.
3: 1905. Today's the date. Las Vegas was founded. Las Vegas, 1905. I thought it was older than that. Well, it might have been, but they didn't have a name for it and didn't become a city. Bugsy Bugsy Siegel didn't make it there till the 40s and turn it in and start the flamingo. But 1905 on this date. <laughs> now here's one that I just had to write down because it was the it was like today's the day that, you know, you ever heard of Ellen Church? Ellen Church. She holds a special place in the world of aviation. She was the first stewardess as it is written here. 1930. Really? Really? Which means they had to have passenger jets at that point. The first private mental health facility opened. The use... (laughs) Jeez. And the name of it was Asylum for Relief of Persons Deprived of Their Use... Of the Use of Their Reason. Say that again. Asylum for Relief of Persons Deprived of the Use... Of their reason. And it opened up on this day. Okay. Um, those of you in the familiar with what happened in the state next to us, this was the day George Wallace assassination attempt. That didn't happen. Didn't happen. 72. It didn't happen there. No, it, it happened went. in Laurel, Maryland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Mickey Mouse made his debut on this date. In a in a silent movie called uh, Plain Crazy. Plane crazy. So there's your insignificant information so he's of the flying de- a plane or something? I don't I ain't seen it. I'm saying he's in it. He made his debut. Mickey Mouse. Nineteen, was it, twenty eight? That ain't tugboat Willie. No, this is, Willie, this yeah. is this is his debut. Okay. Okay. So there you go. Um, anything else, Mr. Crenshaw? You got going on today? You want to mention? <laughs> no, I tell you, this is my insignificance. I got to get that off the.
2: Yeah, I know it. I know it. But you got that all out because hey, yeah. we just got a, we just got a big day of sports coming up. Okay. And, and it starts it starts uh, start extra early today.
3: Yes, and we are going to be ready for you. Happy birthday to Desmond Howard too, who is 58 today. Again, coming up top of the hour, we have got Nick Cale, we have got uh, Carl Dukes and Randy McMichael. So Dukes and Randy, however you want to put it, 11 <laughs> till one, and then of course we'll be all over Atlanta, United, and New England. Eric Slaughter, our producer. Thank you for Eric's world, the debut of that, yep. and everything else you have done for this show. Anything you want to get off your chest before we get on out of here?
4: Nope. Like you said, let's get a five stripes victory because that's where I'm headed to next. So, let's All do right. It. Let's do it. Let's get it.
3: For the rest of you, thank you for letting Sam and I be a part of your Sunday morning have yourself a big day. This is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 929 and Take us with you on the Odyssey app.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.